What is up, everybody? My name is Brandon First, aka First Report, representing the ESBC Gambling Podcast Network. It is Wednesday, June 24th, so that means it is time for 2016 College Coach of the Year in California, Brandon Lupian, and myself to break down the top betting stories of the week. But before we get into that, it is my time to explain to you why you should listen to us as opposed to others. Notably, places like Barstool Bets and their feeble attempt in their stock game. Value is one of the most sacred words we have in this podcast, and each podcast has a ton of it. Not only are our picks free, but we're 100% transparent. Head to our Twitter pages, and each of, our, each of the picks are on, that, uh, on our Twitter pages well before game time, unlike other people who will hide behind their paywalls and stuff like that. Never once will you hear Barstool Bets tell you their overall record. In this podcast, we scream it from the mountaintop. We're beholden to nobody except for our loved ones who rely on us to make money. Make no mistake about it, that is what this podcast is designed to do. And we do it very well, let's be honest. Barstool is owned by Penn, Penn National Gaming, and they are that's the house, folks. So why is Barstool Bets going to give you the right stuff when they're owned by the house? We are owned by our mortgages, our bills. And if you want to hop on and join along in the ride, let's go. The rules are on the website, the rules that you need to follow to bet and make money watching sports. So now let's get down to business. It's my pleasure to introduce the aforementioned 2016 Coach of the Year, Mr. Lupian. Coach Lupian, how you doing tonight? How's it going, Brandon? Um, yeah, like, like I'm going to take your words from – week prior to this this is like uh i look forward to this day our show moving forward that was a great introduction and yeah you know on on top of that to back invited other twitter followers twitter um, our former colleagues to jump in on the podcast um but I say you just can't follow rules that, or they can't come in uh, to the show without ego. And that's what makes what we work is we come in um, without an ego. Uh, we respect and value each other's opinions, data, um, thoughts, picks, moving forward. And, and then, you know, even with our guest appearances, um, we respect that. And you know what? We come out to a conclusion. And when it comes down to it, uh, the results speak for itself, and our numbers represent that. So thank you for that great introduction. Uh, you could find myself at 70 on Twitter, as well as First Report, at First Report on Twitter as well. Brandon, major, uh, major news uh, coming from Major League Baseball. You hit uh, the other day. Let's, let's get to it. It's a hot topic. It's a top story and sports this from the um it's your platform where are we at it's the i guess the hard part in terms of the financials and 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 the players and owners you know sitting around the drum circle and and you know whatever sharing a pot of tea breaking bread whatever you want to call it that part is done that's going to um happen in july 1st a week from today um players will report to their individual cities for um a spring training 2.0 i'm i haven't yet heard in terms of i i don't know if 
I don't know who's playing who in spring training. I don't know the travel arrangements. Um, it, it could very well be a bunch of intra-squad games. Um, maybe the Dodgers and Angels play. Maybe the Padres spend a weekend in San Francisco. Something like that. Obviously, you're not going to see the Mets and Padres play. Um, so, But that is ironed out. There are a couple things from this agreement that were a little interesting to me. Um, obviously, the universal DH. Um, it, it almost seemed like when the, when the announcement came out that, hey, okay, this is happening, all of a sudden the universal DH went away, and then the, the agreement came out and it was in there. So the, the universal DH is happening. I love uh, it. Which, I love it. It's, 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 it's bound to happen. It was working that way anyway. Chicks dig the long ball. I love small ball, but I'm in the minority of it. I understand. Uh, baseball is here to make money. If I want to watch small ball, I'll watch the Japanese league. It's all good. Um, the, uh, the one thing that jumped out to me that I'm not a fan of, and I'm going to tell you why, is the, the last thing I saw, I didn't even hear talk of this, but we're now going to have, in the start of the 10th inning, a runner start on second base. Yeah. Um, Typical I, soft Sunday softball league rule. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's the least. <laughs> I understand the reasoning why, but it doesn't make sense to me for, for a couple reasons. First of all, you're already only giving us 60 games. So, hey, if we get an 18 inning game, okay. And guess what? If you don't want to watch an 18 inning game, there's something on the remote. It's power. You can turn it off. There's a channel. You can go up or down, okay? That's not the end of the world. Um, and also, when we talk about, oh, players, blah, 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 we're going to have 30 men on the active roster, which is uh, well, great. Four, no, five more than we've five ever more. had before. Four now, because it was going to be 26. Sorry exactly. for interrupting. This year was 26. And four. The other thing is each day you have a pool of 50 players that you're going to be able to pick from. So – Say you have a reliever. Say Kirby Yates goes out and you, you needed him to pitch three innings. Yeah. Well, Kirby Yates probably won't be used for three days. Well, hey, you put him on what's called the taxi squad. You still got 30 men on your team or you still got 12 relievers in the bullpen, however you want to line it up. It, 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 I understand why they did it. It just it seemed to miss the mark. Um, and I hope I, – I feel like it's a dangerous precedent. I think one of, the, one of the best stories I ever had as a Padre fan is going out and partying one night and coming home at 1 in the morning, 1.30 in the morning, my buddy's saying, hey, the Padre game's on. I tell him, oh, no, it's a replay. He's like, I don't know, bro. And we look, and it's, it's the 23rd inning, okay? Yeah. There's six people there, and, yeah, okay, it probably cost people money, and it was a headache. But you know what? That's baseball. Like, this is – that's what baseball's about. Um, it's my only gripe with it. But at the same time, I don't care. I just want baseball. I, I want to see the major league. I want to make money off of it. I've put in so much work this offseason. Uh, we all have. I want to see it pay off. Um, Quick question. Quick question. Did they determine a number of spring training games? I might have missed it. No, not, not yet. Nothing yet. I mean, they have. Okay, so we have July 1st will be report date. And then yep. we have the target of the regular season, which is July 23rd, 24th. I believe that's a weekend, so that's probably why it's those Let's two days. 20 days. Let's just yeah. say 20. So yeah. generally the way spring training goes normally, you have a week where it's just conditioning, you know, pitchers and catchers, maybe intra-squad, a lot of, you know, just get the body pumping, blah, blah, blah. So I could see maybe 10, 12 games. Yeah. Um, I, I would see 15 is the maximum. They only play 25 in regular spring training, and that's including split squad games. So 
I think it will be a very cautious approach to it. And I think a lot of it will be geared towards the pitchers. I think so you're going to see a lot of pitchers being pushed normally. Um, you're yeah. not going to see a normal spring training where it's like, who is that guy? No, you're going to see that starter go three or four innings in his first start. This isn't, hey, we'll, we'll, we'll rely on you in May. <laughs> we're already in July, so that's done. It, we're in a pennant race, folks. Everyone's tied for first. Let's go. Let's go. You know, I also read something on Twitter um, as far as maybe these uh, California League minor league um, stadiums possibly being host for some of these spring training 2.0 games, which will be great just to get some fans back into it. I'm not sure there's going to be fans at all, but I mean, just to get things going, rolling in those perspective cities um, before they get to their their regular home but it'll be interesting i'm glad to see that there's a number as far as a uh, number of active players on the roster that for extra will probably be pitcher heavy uh to say the least but i'm also glad that the dh is is going in um and it's been a move like you said that um has been processed but the reason why i like it and maybe it's a year too late is it gets a guy like a josh naylor at bats or it could have been, it could have been, uh, it'll be Mejia, you know, instead of him behind the dish, he's getting at bat. So it, it's a great thing for our local team, the Padres, which I'm excited about. Um, and to be honest, I, I hope they kind of continue it moving forward um, next season and every season thereafter. Don't get me wrong. I'm an old school baseball guy. I like small ball. I get so pissed off. It's a bun situation, and these guys are grounding out to second, trying to move a guy over or or ground or, or pop flying. You know, I like small ball. Um, analytics has kind of killed that game, which is the way the game's gone. You know, who are we? We're just out here uh, helping y'all make money as well as ourselves betting on sports. Yeah. So, um, with that said, and we're moving forward with the MLB season. There are doing COVID tests. A major, major name, all-star, Colorado Rockies, Blackman, um, tested positive for COVID along with three other. Um, and those names weren't released, probably because Charlie Blackman's like the big name. Um, for I'm actually surprised obviously. Blackman's name got out. You, you know, I'm really not, though. I'm, I'm kind of no names. You know, and yeah. not just with baseball, but that goes along what we're going to touch on NBA, um, starting with, you know, it was Rudy Gobert and, and then um, teammate um, Donovan Mitchell. And then we're going to touch up on tennis and how they're moving forward and, and have had some setbacks. So I really don't mind the names, especially names that are being boisterous about um, being real precautious, you know, um, but you know, Charlie Blackman is is a guy that could probably be led by lead by example in regards to taking precautions moving forward now since he's tested positive. So far, I saw a tweet that Padres have not come out. They're all tested. They haven't had the result yet. So, um, you know, everyone's taking these steps. Everyone's taking these steps. Uh, anyone else that uh, that you may have heard? We don't we don't have names out of um we don't have names out of philly's camp in clearwater florida and i want to be very specific about that it's not philadelphia pennsylvania where the team will report next week 
but it's their spring training home in, in Clearwater, Florida. Uh, that's where they had eight uh, players and staff members. I believe it was five players, three um, uh, staff members were tested. And then as of, I want to say last Friday, maybe Saturday, Sunday, there, uh, we we're waiting on test uh, results from 20 more. Now, unfortunately, the, the labor negotiations kind of took precedence, so I haven't seen anything more. But we are looking at the situation where every single time that something opens up, we're seeing um, COVID cases uh, open there. And it's, it's just a, a, a what's happening in society as well. As a society, we're opening up. And when that happens, I think generally, just overall, people let their guard down. I think the opening was designed to get the economy going as opposed to them saying, hey, it's, it's, it's perfectly safe now. I don't know if it's ever going to be perfectly safe, um, but I also don't think we're always going to have to wear masks. But there's, there needs to be a middle ground to living and taking care of each other. I don't quite know what it is, but when it comes to sports, there's a lot of people out there that are wholeheartedly against this. And yeah. they're sports fans and they're people that want sports, but at the same time, what's the cost? Now they're not going to make that decision. This is up okay. to billionaires who want to make money and whatever. Those the billionaires the, the billionaires have been making money. Let's get exactly. That. And, and to, be, money. to be completely honest, of yeah. all the industries out there. I mean, the athletics are, are, are probably going to be hit, hit least amount because they're, so, they're usually in really good shape. Yeah. Um, now you have the staff members that will be up there. But, you know, in terms of, you know, in the restaurant industry, the retail workers, those are the ones that are really putting themselves out there with this influx of people going out. In and sports, out. Those yeah. Sports is kind of in that middle ground, and they're, they're going the way of everyone else where the money needs to be made, and they're going to go make it. And I can't sit here and knock it. I'm not going to sit here and – and say it's bad now would i in that situation do it who knows i've never been incredibly rich but that's what they have to do and that's what's happening we can argue about it but we're moving forward and i i, I hope that we do it safely yeah absolutely you know since the beginning of this whole pandemic we all realized and we've all talked about how florida really never shut down arizona opened up a whole early probably earlier than they should have and now this whole West Coast swing right now of what's going on, it's, it's right in the heart of spring training grounds in, in that, that Arizona desert where all the major, like the Western League teams are out there stationed. But, you know, one of the things that um, nobody's talking about um, is the long-term ramifications that it has on your lungs. How are these guys like Rudy Gobert as we get into the NBA and Devin Mitchell, how are they going to sustain even, even the new case that came out the other day, Nicholas Jokic, you know, um, the long-term ramifications of this is, is something that really isn't talked about only by us and maybe a couple of people, but I heard a, I heard a, I saw a video yesterday by a nurse that she was outright crying, telling people to stay in because not only is it affecting, it's affecting a whole bunch of different systems in the body that we're just barely realizing. So, 
you know, I'm glad Major League Baseball's back. Um, they are going to have to follow a, a whole bunch of different protocols. And I think protocol is going to be the next major word we start talking about moving forward, along with the word three months ago was being essential. So um, protocols, essential protocols moving forward is, is, is what we're looking at. But, you know, along with the MLB starting back up, we've touched on the NBA. Um, the NBA is going to be down at Disney World in Orlando along with the MLS. And we really didn't touch on the NBA schedule is going to be. So let me touch up on that. So as far as the league goes, the league plans for a 22-team format in Disney World in Orlando. We've touched on that over the last couple of weeks. The regular season will extend 16 days with five to six games per day, which is – that's a whole lot of games. That's talking – when you – see this hear this next thing there will be four hours between games on each individual court to accommodate overtime cleaning and warm-ups so we're talking maybe 10 o'clock starts on the east coast cool because then that's nba all day right the league will be using three courts in the complex for games i myself i want to see a blueprint of this place because i want to know what is over here you know um in the eight-game regular season format, each team is expected play to play one back-to-back -back game. I'm not going to hear Josh saying, no fresh legs, no fresh legs, because uh, it's not like four games in a row or back-to-back -back road games. So cancel out fresh legs and, and whatnot for the rest of the season. Um, the NBA is expected to, to be aggressive in moving up the dates to start playoff series. When the previous round series come to an end, great, because I can't stand beating games to start. If there's a four-game sweep in the, the, in the next round, they're going to game seven. I'm over that. Let's get started. Um, and then the NBA format is to include games every other day. So, again, it's addressing the health. It's giving these, times, these guys time to recover. There is no travel time between – you know, a game maybe in Miami to New York for an entire season or series, I mean, or let's just say Oklahoma City to L.A. So these guys are going to be pretty secluded uh, at Orlando. Um, but again, we touched up on it. And um, there are, and, and not just COVID, but yeah, guys saying they're going to themselves out. Avery Bailey of the Lakers pulled himself out. Um, Kyrie, we've heard Kyrie talk about pulling himself out to fight this social injustices that are going on. Um, as we move Kyrie's on, hurt. He was never going to play anyways. He was just, it's just a scam. PR scam to keep himself relevant. Like uh, uh, whatever his name is from Barstool Sports. He did the stock thing to keep himself relative relevant until it comes back. Also the fake MLB negotiation, same thing, PR move to keep themselves relevant. But Kyrie was never playing. His shoulders messed up. He was never going to play. Scam. Well, relevancy is all that we need, you know. But moving forward, you know, so there are NBA players pulling themselves out. Um, Denver Nuggets, Nicholas Jokic from Derby places has tested positive for, for COVID. And 
when I was reading his story, it dawned on me, what's the NBA protocol? Have you heard anything NBA protocol, Brandon? Uh, you know, I think it's just uh, sequestered, you know, they, a lot of the, the safe hotels, safe buses, sanitize, um, no contact. Yeah, I can add some insight because I've been there. I've been to that, that bubble, and it's a mini city. Like yeah, downtown, uh, neighborhoods, and all that stuff. So everybody's going to be like in a regular suburban neighborhood. You know what it reminds me of? Um, Desperate Housewives. You ever saw that show? And it's, nah. it's a pan from the top. That's how it is. But they're resorts, and everybody's going to feel comfortable. And uh, they're going to be tested every day. Everybody's going to be tested. And then whoever tests positive will be uh, sequestered for 21 days. So check this out. He tests positive. And he's actually expected to be cleared to travel in a week. But this is the NBA COVID protocol for, for him. He needs two negative tests within a 24-hour period in Serbia to receive travel clearance to come to the U.S. Once that's done, and then once he's in Denver, have to undergo a cardiac screening and a negative test to be cleared to play. So, I mean, it's pretty strict, or it seems pretty strict. Along the line, while reading all this, the Nuggets coach, Michael Malone, test positive. So it's going to be some – and he's, he's domestic. I'm wondering moving forward as as both seasons go, MLB players positive, NBA players testing positive, NBA players pulling out for whatever reason, whether it be personal wanting to stay at home um, because of this, because of this, whether it's personal in regards to what's going on in society nowadays. Um, I'm glad both leagues are coming back. I'm excited to hear our picks for League Baseball and NBA um, and continue on with that. You guys just had going on that last stretch of the season before everything. I think you guys caused yeah, we did. the stoppage because we obviously making Vegas lose money. They had to slow it down. They had to hit the, uh, the eject button. Vegas, whoa, hit that red button. I don't know what it does, but hit the red button. We've been warned about this. Um, but the, the one thing, you know, with the NBA, it, and you do see, it's the only sport so far that I've seen players, hey, I'm not playing. Um, yeah. And they've had different reasons. Uh, obviously, Kyrie wasn't going to play. Um, but you have Boogie Cousins, DeMarcus Cousins. Uh, he's not going to play. Uh, social uh, justice reasons. Right. But you also have Avery Bradley for the exact, well, not exact opposite reasons, but the complete different reason where he has a son that's six years old, that falls in this respiratory, that it's in this danger zone. Right. So there's no way that, you know, Avery Bradley is going to fly to Orlando to, to, to deal that. Look, NBA finals or whatever you want to say, be damned. That's your six-year-old son. So just, you know, there, there are going to be players like that that have those things. Personally, my grandmother lives with me. There, before all this, you know, the shutdown, there were things that I had to decide. Who comes around? Who do I hang out with? You know, I haven't right. seen a bunch of people in quite a long time because it's not 100% safe. 
you know, I got to make sure she's good. You got to make sure your loved ones are good. And that's first and foremost. But in terms of the COVID protocol and stuff like that, I think it goes back. I remember we go back to the first, the podcast, I believe it was a Wednesday. It was that pretty much when everything hit the fan. Maybe, no, you know what? I take it back. It was Thursday. It was the day after the Rudy Gobert NBA thing. And then, and then the NCAA canceled March Madness. We had a podcast. And I remember in my notebook writing down one word. It was all about liability. And when it comes to this protocol, okay, if God forbid, I'm not saying this could happen, but Djokovic, you know, he's a big guy. Who knows? Maybe this COVID, it hits his lungs and there's something we don't know. Maybe there's a spore in his lungs that sticks around or, you know, in certain people, who knows? And this guy dies on court or, or, or something happens down the road. This is, and they look back and they go, wow, you know, we could have done this better. And I like that the NBA is, I mean, obviously you want to play it safe. I guess it's kind of like sex, right? You know, if you, if you want to have real safe sex, it's abstinence. So if you really want to keep the players safe, we don't play. That's not going to happen. Okay. Most people don't practice abstinence. So you try and do it as safely as possible. And I think that's what the NBA is trying to do. I guess I just called their NBA policy a condom, but at the end of the day, it's, it's about the liability and it's about making sure that you don't get sued down the road. And of course they'll hide behind player safety and stuff like that. And that's fine. Um, you can believe that if you want, but it is to make sure that they don't get sued down the road. And that's a big reason why I'm really interested down the road to see who's the first sport and what's the first team that's going to allow fans back in because they open themselves up to an even bigger piece of liability. Right. So that's, that's a little bit further down the road, but that's something, you know, when I did see the Corona, the, the COVID protocol. Now I do wonder, you know, game, game three of the Western conference finals, LeBron test positive in the Lakers Clippers series. <laughs> what, what then? I mean, I, I, any, all bets are off then. Let the conspiracy theorist hounds go crazy. I don't know what would happen, but if it does, it would be great TV. I'll tell you that. You know what? I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to try to lead into mm. that. Um, and you brought up the NBA and it could easily happen in the, in major league baseball though. Mm-hmm. What if it's the beginning of that comp semifinal playoff game, mm-hmm. right? You know there's going to be more than one player that, that's going to test positive. Let's just say that's the roster now because they're so confined to their locker room, right? And it, it then becomes and do about a roster spot. Are we going to play? Is it forfeited? These teams are just going to get a default in advance? Who knows? There's there's no talk about it. What's that? It's a nightmare scenario. Absolutely. And it could easily happen with MLB. Any of, um, them. Any of them. Any of them. Your your whole starting half goes down. You know, are they going to extend rosters? Who knows? Is the G League going to be taken into a, a, a account when, when, when this whole thing comes down? Because the team loses half of its roster. Mm-hmm. Who knows? But... Um, forward we spoke on the u.s open last week the u.s open u.s tennis open announced their reward plan um starting in august um and there's some international tennis stars hooting and hollering about how irresponsible 
um, the USTA was for announcing this and moving forward with it. And then all of a sudden, let's just say what, who he is. Number one in the world, Novak Djokovic, is real critical about not only U.S. protocols in regards to COVID, but the USTA protocols in regards to COVID, and was really boisterous about ignoring a, a lot. Then he hosts this exhibition tournament in the Balkans, in Serbia, where he's from. Four of those top players have now tested positive for COVID, starting with number 19 in the world. And, I, and I I'm going to emphasize these guys' numbers in the world because if you're not top 100, you're just surviving to stay on the tour. Anything inside the top 100, you're okay. You could, you could live comfortably and train comfortably and travel comfortably and compete comfortably, not stressing about, am I going to be able to play a tournament down the road or whatever. Four of the players in this exhibition have tested positive for COVID, including number one, Novak Djokovic, his wife, Jelena, who was a top female player back in the day. But fortunately, their kids have tested negative. Happy on that end. Number 19, Bulgarian Gregor Dimitrov and his coach, who has San Diego ties, uh, have been positive for COVID. Current number 210 and former number 49 in the world, Serbian Viktor Trojki, positive. Number 33, Croatian, Borna Koric, tested positive. And those were the final four of this submission. But from what I'm hearing and and what I'm reading is they were absolutely oblivious to any kind of safety protocols. A lot of these guys got affected at a club party like through a weekend. Apparently, they're just partying it up, playing soccer, hurtless, hugging. Uh, U.S. protocols to them because there's a lot no contact in what the USTA and what we're doing in the United States. Racket taps instead of handshakes, no hugs, no umpires, no ball kids. Hey, Lupian. Hey, and that's you, all they had. Can you break down what the, what the USTA is doing? Because you gave me a really good breakdown the other day. You know, the USTA, they put, a, they put out a really good, and I hope I have saved real quick, but they put out good guidelines to follow. And I'm sure I had it saved on my phone because needed I'll to actually, share. I'll give you a minute. I'll, 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 I'll give is. my little input here real quick. Yeah, oh, please. you got it? Perfect. Please. No, go ahead. Please go for it. I just, I wanted to point out too, you know, obviously the Jokic thing and, and obviously them being incredibly irresponsible. This is the second time Djokovic has been in trouble or, you know, because there were two or three months ago, you know, when I think it was Italy or maybe Spain, it was the, the, the beginning of the lockdowns and there yeah. was video or it got out that he was working at this, this tennis center that was yeah. supposed to be closed. No one was supposed to be there, but of course he's the number one in the world. And I don't think it would be that big of a deal. Well, not that, not in terms of not that big of a deal, but I don't think it would be as newsworthy if Novak Djokovic wasn't so, you know, oh, you know, this is ridiculous, blah, blah, blah. And then it's like, bro, you, you, 
you got it. Like, this is what we're trying to stop. And it just happened to you. Like, you just made our point for us. Thank you. Now go sit down. But then he did it again. It just blows my mind. But it is one of those things where there are certain people in this world that the rules or they, they feel the rules don't apply to them. And, well, you um, know, on top of that, that's why this guy's number one. Of, because yeah, you don't know right. about your sport, right. about your business, being oblivious to everything. You're right. You, you know, so he's in that position and, you know, now he's going to be that example. But um, let's, let's look at a couple of these guidelines that the USTA has put out. Try to stay six feet apart from your other pair. Really easy on a 23.5 foot court, you know? Um, you, if you have to cross sides, you just cross the opposite ends of the net. You don't have to, you know, sit on one other half of the court than the other, you know? Um, consider playing singles. You know, two versus four, reduce the risk in half. Even though doubles has opened up um, as far as uh, safety protocol, but you still have to take a lot of things and preca uh, be precautious. Between points, use your racket and foot to pick up balls and hit them to your opponent. You know, it's, it's hard to see, but it's easy for me because that's something I've done since I was a youth. Or, or in my favorite movie, uh, My Cousin Vinny. As you, you, the you, yes, you. <laughs> Wash your hands thoroughly or use hand sanitizer before, during, and after play. It's common sense. Clean and wipe down your equipment, including rackets and water bottles. Wipe it down. Stay on your side of the court. Avoid touching your face after handling a ball, racket, or other equipment. Uh, use only your towel and your water bottles. But and, and that's just what I have here. But, you know, there's no handshakes. There's no hugs, you know, no friendly hugs. Yeah, it's a gentleman's sport. We want to show appreciation to your opponent. But you know what? Like, that increases risk. Racket taps are equal to a hand, a high five. Use it. You know, use common sense when you're out there. And that's not what's going on with this event. And you know what? To be honest, um, it just doesn't sound like that was going on in that part of the world. Um, and those protocols aren't what they are here or in China or in, in places like Thailand and Korea where the cases are, are significantly less going on. So it's, it's an example for every tournament promoter or host um, moving forward. Um, but it, it is something that they really were oblivious to what's been put out there. And that's just some real irresponsible action, to say the least. And, you know? and it's crazy, too, because, I mean, you're, you're in it. But just going by those guidelines that you just laid out, Simple. everything that you said, I mean, outside of now, I've never played tennis. Um, and maybe outside of picking the ball up and hitting, that might just be habit. Cause I'm also thinking about like baseball players, you know, you, you hit a huge RBI single to tie the game. You're probably going to want to, you know, give a high five to your coach. It's heat of the moment right there. Now in tennis, the match is over. Somebody's not happy. The other person is there's that 15 seconds where they're uh, aware of, Hey, okay, we're going to, we're going to do the, you know, the racket tap. Yeah. Um, and I, I think, 
in of all the sports. Um, I think tennis seems to be the one that's maybe easily or has, I guess, the easiest way to adhere to these things. I mean, um, and then you have guys like Novak Djokovic, where it's like, guys, you, you pretty much have the easiest sport to adhere to social distancing. You can't even do that. You can't even do it. Um, yeah. Like, thanks. Cool. Uh, you're, you're, you're really helping out humankind right now. Um, but yeah, go in quarantine for a couple weeks. You know, hopefully we won't hear from you for a little while, but I doubt that. It's, it's frustrating. You know, here's stuff like that. Where yeah. It's like, wow, if I was playing tennis, I, I think that would be pretty darn easy for me to adhere to all of those rules. Um, I mean, even to the point where, I mean, you, the only one person has to t hit the ball. I mean, if you're in a real, you know, club, a, a real tennis club, they probably have a couple hundred tennis balls for you to play with. You, you could right. probably reuse those. You know, it's it's so disheartening to see stuff like that. And I don't want to call it karma because his wife got it. And, you know, now we're talking about kids and stuff like that. I don't want to see anyone, you know, get really sick because of his stupid actions. But it's it, it doesn't look good. Um, and I I hate to call it karma, but. You, you know, on like top of, on, 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 yeah, in regards to those lines, let's look at all these guys. I mean, these guys are world-class athletes. They're in the best shape of their professional lives right now. NBA guys, Charlie Blackman. I mean, he he's an athlete. I, I remember back in the day, you're talking John Cruck, and he goes, I don't need to get in shape. I'm a ball player. A these ball guys player, nowadays, yeah, these guys now, they're fit. You know, Djokovic, number one in the number one in the world, not being fit. All those other I talked about, world-class athletes. NBA guys, world class athletes. This is something that it, it, it has no color lines. Doesn't matter your social status. It's it it'll hit the healthiest to the least healthy. And you want to be informed about it? Check out Josh's podcast, Code A to Z. Uh, listen to our our past podcast. Um, but. Interesting, interesting to say the least, and really disheartening because when you when you you're taking steps forward, you know, and when you need to right now, people and they're putting other people at risk. Be anything else you want to touch you know, in on? One last thing on that is you know for Djokovic too. I hate to keep just pounding on this guy, but you know you are obviously the number one tennis player in the world. You worked your ass off. It's probably been a dream and. And you know what? I'm not a huge tennis guy, but I'll tell you, he's, he, he's a lot of fun to watch when he's rolling. Right. Um, but, you know, when you are the number one tennis player in the world, especially in the game of tennis, it's a gentleman's sport, blah, blah, blah. You're expected to be the, you're the, the placeholder. You're the one that everyone is looking at. I want to be that. I want to emulate that. Now, obviously that doesn't always work as Charles Barkley, you know, would put it like, I, I'm not a role model, you know, blah, blah, blah. But it, the fact of the matter is you are, sure. and yeah. it, it's frustrating and it's hard. And I really was, I'm, I'm so thankful you gave me the, the 10, the UTA guidelines, because really when I heard it for about Djokovic, I, it really was like, whatever this, this guy's just really super competitive and he wants to get a jump on everybody. And then you tell me those things and it's, it's it, it really obvious to me that it's like, wow, he can, he can be doing these things and still be very mindful of what's going on. And he's pretty much just 
flipping everybody off around him saying, no, you know what? My career is more important than everything you got going on. But overall, this podcast has been, uh, like all the podcasts we've done, have been great. And they're only going to get better because right now we don't have lines to talk about. You know, we we, we can find betting angles, you know, talking about, um, you know, with a 60-game schedule with the MLB, you're going to have veteran managers who probably are going to have a better start to the season. They don't have... Uh, they don't have to, you know, feel the game out, you know, stuff like that. But at the end of the day, we don't have lines. We don't have anything like that. And we're still giving you great information. So can you only imagine what happens when we actually have lines to talk about? It's incredible. But once again, another killer show. Um, pass it back to you. Thanks again for uh, having me. You know, you, you, you set the table there when you said another killer show. Um, but yeah, you're absolutely right. It verge to those numbers and those lines because as soon as those lines come out, I think um, the last people that want those lines to come out in our show to continue is going to be Vegas because we're going to be making that money. Um, and, you know, we're out there. All our shows are, are very transparent. They're out there for, for you to listen to. Um, listen to what our strategies are. Listen to our thoughts, what, what they are. Remember, we do this. We go into ego, uh, egoless. And we make it work for all of y'all. So thank you for listening. It was another Wednesday showcase that I can't wait for next Wednesday and more news to bring you all. We're all here trying to make ourselves money, try to make you money. And remember the great San Diego State basketball coach. I think when you enjoy what you're doing, you get where you want to go. Be first myself, Josh. We're going places. The show's going places. The ESBC podcast network is going places. Tune in or miss out. Thank you and have a good week. We're out. Thank you so much, Brandon. Thank you. If you haven't heard of Anchor, it is free. It's a podcast that I use. And they really do a good job for us here at the GFSN betting and team report podcast. It helps us make 70 to 80% of your bets. Now, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started, my brothers.